the middle-aged candy store the middle-aged candy store have a good time try lemon and lime at the middle-aged candy store the candy is sweet it's true though it may seem bitter to you wave back at the years the trials and the tears the cigarettes and beers the faces you Previously on the middle-aged candy store, Karen made contact with the prison's toughest tic-tac dance troupe, and Crystal Ball and Monkey Paw caused some kind of havoc. Today, we find out, does Karen really have two left feet? Ladies and ladies, tonight's floor prison show rehearsal is scheduled for tonight. Featuring the Tic Tac dance troupe, and now featuring former candy store manager Karen. Hey everyone, Karen here. You know me from such middle-aged candy stores as, well, middle-aged candy store. But today, you know me as prisoner number five. And now I'm incarcerated for reasons that will come out through the process, okay? And I'm passing my time by joining an awesome dance crew. Ladies and ladies, here are the choreographer's notes from yesterday's rehearsal. What? They deliver those for everyone to hear? I I don't know. All is well. Karen, please pick up the courtesy phone in your cell and dial 579 for a detailed breakdown of your dance issues. Your many, many dance issues. Dear, damn dial phone. Hello? Hi there, Karen, calling in for my notes. Oh, God. I, I just can't do this right now. Aw, uh, it's okay. Just breathe and deliver it. I'm a big girl. Mm, it moves... So fresh. I mean, but they're almost too fresh, you know? Like, raw! Do you feel what I'm saying? I'm not sure what I... Hang on. Guard, open the door, please. Okay. Huh? Yeah. My cell's beside yours. Can you show me that move again? The one where you go. One, two, one, two, six, five, and then turn, skip it, 
flip it, flip it, and then double back. It's like the angelic steps of a newborn foal doing its infant dance on the frost-bitten prairie at dawn. Ah! Ah! You stepped on my foot! Ah, uh, that's it, Candy Wench. 24 hours in the donut hole for you. Oof! Again? All right, folks. Well, they're dragging me off. Listen to this. We join our story in the banana tree grove of the Royal Dole Royale Plantation Royale. We look up into the most exquisite tree of this elite banana plantation. It is shining outward as if a god had somehow given this tree the power with which to rule the world. Viscount Del Monte! Viscount Del Monte, where are you? I am... Viscount Del Monte! I am right beside you, right where I have been for our entire lives in the same bunch. We were literally born at the same time and spent our entire existence right here in this exact spot next to each other. Here. Well, answer me sooner then. Mm. I, the Marquise de Conchites must have revenge against my ex-lover for breaking up with me. My pride is hurt, so I shall embarrass that alarmingly well-hung Count Bannasterd. That sounds interesting. I do love torturing others for no reason. What do you have in mind? My hurt pride is your every reason. Mm-hmm. And the disdainful chuckles. <laughs> I would knock an overly ripe banana from a starving child's mouth just for the disdain. Their tears of hopelessness can be quite energizing. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my plan for revenge. Count Banastard. Here. Yes. Count Banastard has their virgin fiancé, Mademoiselle Skin de Green. Here. Yes. Mademoiselle Skin de Green is staying in this very bunch. So tonight, once everyone has gone to sleep, Viscount Del Monte shall sneak in to seduce... Here. Yes, yes, everyone is here. A bunch of free-loading fruits hanging around, waiting for free handouts. Servant? Here, Your Grace. Of course you are. Fetch my guests some refreshments so they can all feel here. At once, Your Grace. Well? Move. Yes, Your Grace. However, I'm unable to move just yet, Your Grace. My apologies. I'm sure everyone will be happy to wait until your schedule frees up. You're so thoughtful, Your Grace. I fear, however, it could be quite some time until my schedule frees up. Indeed. Guard? Here. Uh, Your Grace? 
if your schedule allows, would you find the time to gently remove this servant from my court, and then not so gently remove all of their skin? Yes, your grace. No! Yes, your grace. Schedule? Your grace. Viscount Del Monte, can I rely on you? To sneak into Mademoiselle Skin de Green's chambers and seduce them before my ex-lover, Count Banastard, has the opportunity. Sneak. Stealth is the key. Of course. Uh, Count Banastard. Hmm. Would you join us this evening for uh, a show? My treat. A show. I suppose I am a captive uh, audience. Revenge shall be mine to suckle. None of us can move. We are all attached to the same banana bunch. How are we supposed to do what they want? And now, as we leave this glorious realm, we are reminded that evil plans are indeed the best plan in secret. Meanwhile, back in the middle-aged candy store, the staff still hasn't noticed that Karen is gone. Hey everyone, Skip here. Remember the 80s? Remember neon shoelaces and electric boogaloo? You know, I used to break dance pretty good until the police made me stop. Anyway, the good news is that Karen hasn't given me any disciplinary post-its in a few weeks now, so I guess I'm back in her good graces. And if the world is set right once again, if only... Oh, what's this? A note on the chalkboard. Karen is in jail and wants a paranormal to find her. Wow. Wow. I... I don't know what this means. It's cryptic. Karen is in jail. Well, it doesn't sound good. I... I'd better do something. But... What? I don't rightly know. I I think that I should tell someone. I should call someone. Ugh. Infernal noises destroy the slumber of the Baron. Baron, you sleep inside the phone? Yes, and perhaps this is the only remaining use for a a landline. (laughs) A sweet bed for a restless ghoul. However, and but nonetheless... uh, uh, Well, I have to phone somebody urgently. Uh, Karen is in jail, and so... Oh, I see. (laughs) You have read the inscription on the board and are attempting to execute some... Altruism! <laughs> oh, such a sweet shame. Oh, shame. 
But nonetheless, let me correct the instruction, my doddering companion. It should read, Karen is not in jail and does not need a paranormal. <laughs> ah, okay. I see now. <sighs> Looks like everything is okay, then. I'll go back into the storeroom and work on some, with some chores, then. And the rest of us can listen to these. Are you ready, Glenn? Uh, yeah, sure. This seems like, uh, fun. Then here we go. Okay. Well, here we are, Glenn. Here we are. Two lovers. Lovers adrift on a lake, riding in a pair of swans. Or at least, small boats contrived to look like swans. Right. <laughs> right. They're nice. Nice, Glenn? Or a metaphor? Metaphor? Not important. But what is important is that the theme today, Glenn, will be duality. The state of having two opposite elements ostensibly together. Okay, is that why we're in separate boats, Meg? Exactly, Glenn, exactly. You, in the white swan, the symbol of grace, purity, and beauty, quietly enjoying the beauty of a serene lake, unawares and unprepared for... For... The Black Swan, Glenn. Symbol of the unexpected, the unknown unknowns, as Donald Rumsfeld once beautifully explained, the gotchas of life, the ha-cha-cha-cha. What's that noise? Duality, Glenn. Black and white, industrious and lazy, knowing and naive, strong and weak. Okay. Examples. Your weakness in the presence of other women. Don't think I haven't noticed. The obsessive need to flirt and philander when the cat is in the kitchen, Glenn. Well, I haven't... I haven't... Such as uh, with my uh, identical cousin Maddie. Remember her, Glenn? Uh... Yes. Maddie, to whom I introduced you at my friend Harold's funeral, but who was never in the room when I was, Glenn. Did you notice that detail? No. Exactly. That's because Maddie doesn't exist. She is me in a red wig. That's... That's really weird. Not as such. I was testing you, Glenn. Okay. And the test was failed, Glenn. Utterly failed. One might say, felt. Ha ha ha. Felt. A test of fealty. Felt and felt. Broken on the rocks like the eggs of a poor clumsy swan. I... I failed. And I... another weakness, Glenn. Another example. Your sense of direction. For when I said I would like to rent some time in the swan boats on Lake Ontario, you did not notice that. Driving my car, I did not turn left off Lundy's Lane to Lake Ontario, but instead right to Lake Erie. 
No, I didn't notice that. And so, the sweet blue embrace of Lake Ontario gives up her sovereignty to the erstwhile lovers and surrenders their custody instead to the Lady Justice of the Great Lakes, a.k.a. Lady Erie, the graceful but fair judge, and her gavel, Niagara Falls. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. No, I'm going, Meg. Bye. No. Yes, Glenn, you are going. But not to where you would go to No, no, no. Not to where the strong dwell, high up in the clouds, holding hands and stroking the beaks of birds that pass by, looking down from the lofty escarpment. No, not there. You are going down, Glenn. Down to where the fish tears blend in with the gurbling water as it gurbles. Down to where you would not go. Duality, Glenn. Love and hate. Care and neglect. The neglect of the lover who constantly denies one the courtesy of a simple kiss. That is you, Glenn. And perhaps you could have been saved this one time if you had volunteered your rough lips towards me. As you would have at least smelled the gasoline on my breath. The gasoline that I siphoned out of your tank no. while you were paying the rental oh, deposit. Oh, 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 no, no, no. And now, Glenn, as we say our goodbyes, I will see you out with William Butler Yates, the wild swans at cool in which Yates explores the frailty of our wanderings on this very earth. I have looked upon those brilliant creatures, and now my heart is sore. All's changed since I, hearing at twilight the first time on this shore. The bell beat of their wings above my head, trod with a lighter tread. Unwearied still, Lover by lover, they paddled in the cold. Companionable streams or climb the air, their hearts have not grown old. Passion or conquest, wander where they will, attend upon them still. But now they drift on the still water, mysterious, beautiful. Among what rushes will they build, by what lake's edge or pool? Delight men's eyes when I awake some day to find they have flown away. Ah. To find they have flown away. That's her. You are under the arrest for the murder of Harold Pimble. Anything you say may be used against you in a court of Thank you for listening to the Middle-Aged Candy Store produced by The Gathering. Podcasts appear every first and third Tuesdays of the month. Leben and Dojeruz was written by Tony Culverwell. Performed by Karen Loomer, Tony Culverwell, Amanda Madalanis, Donnie Febleston, Megan Liley, Rachel Perry, and Kristen Mueller-Heaslip. Produced by Tony Culverwell. Murders Meg Part 2 was written by Donnie Febleston. Performed by Megan Liley and Donnie Febleston, and produced by Donnie Febleston. Intro and interstitial segments written by The Gathering and performed by Karen Loomer. 
Rachel Perry, Donnie Febbleston, Tony Culverwell, and Michael Giel. All sound effects licensed under Creative Commons via freesound.org. Full credits available in the episode notes. Sound design by Megan Liley. Cover art by Amanda Madalanis. The Middle-Aged Candy Store is a proud member of the We're Still Cool podcast network. Theme music by Donnie Febbleston. Performed by Donnie and Linda Febbleston. Come in for a spell. There is care.